Michael Whiteside. That's right, Michael Whiteside of Ogden, Utah. He's a smiling face, he's a happy face, and today he joins us on the DFL Before DNF podcast, season one, where we're exploring late race survival. His almost daily training route is the opening four miles of the Wasatch 100 right up the gut of Bear Canyon. He's gritty, he's strong, and last year he ran the Bear and Wasatch. We sat and talked about his family, his job, all the things that could get in the way of trail running, how he balances it all. And gosh, I'd give anything to have that smile on my face. Late race of even one hundred miler, but he did it on two, and he's going to tell us about it. All right, Michael Whiteside, welcome to the DFL Before DNF podcast. You and I met um, at Yoko Taco. I think we sat and chat yeah. there at a taco shop downtown Salt Lake. Yeah. And we, we talked for a while, and I think there's, you know, just from a personality standpoint, I just really enjoyed you as a person. And obviously, we met under the context of being ultra runners or right. lovers of the sport and, and, and doers of it, um, yeah. some better than others. Fellow crazies. Fellow crazies. <laughs> um, and this year, you, you um, endeavored to do the Wasatch 100 and the Bear 100 back-to-back. And uh, for those who don't know, those are just some pretty amazing races. Those are really like if you love races that aren't like marquee races, but deserve to be. Right. But the directors, I think, have made intentional decisions to not let them become that. Yeah, I I agree with that. Those are the best races in the country. Yeah, for sure. And they they happen very close to each other. And uh, one would argue that no one should run both of them. <laughs> but there are a few who do it, and you're right. one of them. Yeah. So I wanted to chat with you about that. But before we go into that, I wanted to uh, just get to know you a little bit better. So, Michael Whiteside, tell me what you do. You got family. Yeah. Tell us where you work. Just kind of the person. Who are you? Yeah, so I'm married. Uh, I have a 13-year-old daughter. And uh, I have an interesting job, very niche. I sell hydraulic controls for snowplow trucks. Oh, so and I cover most of the West. Um, I think six or seven states. I can't remember how many. But so anyway. is this a busy time of year, or, or is yeah. it busy in the off season? And you're trying to sell. Yeah, I mean it's um. So the selling happens through the summer usually, and then uh, a lot of technical work when you get into like the fall. Everybody yeah. forgets how to use a snowplow. So. Yeah. So just, how how many hours a week are you putting in on that on your day job? Yeah, I mean it's uh. I like to say I don't really have a job most times. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty light duty. You know, I mean it. It really depends on the day. It could be ten hours, could be twelve hours, oh. but could be four. Oh, really? So, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't have a schedule. To, uh, my wife hates that part of it because I don't yeah. like, you know, I work from home and I have, I've been doing this about 12 years. So, okay. Pretty used to it by now. But, same company? Yeah, same company. We actually got purchased uh, six or seven years ago. But yeah, okay. same gig. So steady, steady as it goes. Yeah, yeah. It's sales though, man. It's, you know, feast or famine. Yeah, totally. So it's, you know, you're, we work off state contracts and stuff. So, okay. Anyway, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, when did you start to get the bug for ultras? Yeah, that's uh, you know that's a funny story. So I was kind of I was, I was, you know I gained a bunch of weight when I got my sales gig because I was I was <laughs> Those times were good. Yeah, I mean you know I went from being a mechanic, you know, actually working for a living to you know 
free meals and yeah. sitting on my butt traveling and whatever. So yeah. I, uh, I started like cycling cause running was too hard and yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of running, which is funny. Yeah. Um, how old were you when this was happening? So this was 10 years ago. Well, like 12 years ago, I'd okay. say we're about the same age. We're about 41. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 41. Yeah be 42 here pretty soon. And so I was, yeah, I was in my early thirties. Right. And, uh, so I started cycling and I couldn't, you know, I'm pretty competitive. I like to, you know, race and yeah. see how I, you know, line up against other people. And then, uh, but I couldn't really find it cycling. You know, you, you need like a team, mm. you do these, you know, intricate races and it wasn't just like go out on Saturday and do a race. Yeah. So my wife did the Portland marathon okay. in 2016. Nice. That's a good marathon. It, it, it was rough, man. Poor girl. Really? You know, it was raining the whole time. <laughs> oh, just a downpour. Oh, yeah. I mean, typical Portland weather, right? Yeah. So it was kind of nasty, but, uh, but I saw her finish and I was like, dang, all right, maybe this is the ticket. Yeah. So I, you know, I built my way up five, 10 K half marathon. I've never actually done a marathon though. I kind of skipped that when my buddy, um, <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, what's a marathon. So he actually asked me, I'd kind of heard about hundreds, but I didn't yeah. know anything about him. Yeah. And my buddy was doing Wasatch that I grew up with down in New Mexico. And he okay. was like, uh, I want you to pace me for a third of it. I was like, wait, what? A third. <laughs> like a third. I was like, <laughs> if I remember what a third of a hundred is, like that's over 30 miles, man. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you got it. He's like, I'll be slow. It's the last 30, you know? Yeah. And at Wasatch, that's Brighton to the finish. So yeah. he picked me up at Brighton and, uh, but you know, leading up to that, I ran with him that March. So mm -hmm. this is 2019. Okay. Um, I ran with him. Oh, that him. was the 40th anniversary. Yeah. I ran, I DNF'd that. Oh, nice. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, you know, I probably saw you. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> well, no, you're at Brighton. I didn't make it. <laughs> right. So it was, uh, yeah, I was like, okay. I ran with him in March and I was terrible. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was a runner, but I wasn't mm -hmm. a trail runner. Right. I mean, yeah. we hit, you know, hills and I'm like sucking wind and way behind him. I'm like, oh man. I got some work to do. Yeah. So I ran pretty hard through the summer because mm. I was terrified. I was with like, no race. You were just, you just yeah. got motivated or, yeah. or leading up to the pacing. To the pacing, pacing right. was your race. That was yeah. your A race. Yeah. yeah. That was my game. Right. That's I cool. mean, I hadn't even thought about signing up for a race at that point. So I was yeah. like, I just got to pace him. I can't let him down. Super worried about that. So I, uh, Overtrain like crazy to pace 30 <laughs> miles, right? So I was like running, was, I probably could have ran the 100, you know? Yeah. But uh, so I worked hard and ended up pacing him. And, you know, I mean, he's faster than me by far, but yeah. still, you know, mostly walking at that point, right. you know, hiking and, you know, run some downhills. But anyway, so we got yeah. it done. And uh, I saw him cross the finish line. I was like, dang, man, this is my life now. Mm. Like, I have to get a Just buckle, you know? Immediately. Yeah, yeah, immediately, you know? I mean, because we kind of crewed him throughout the day. So I got to, you know, see the community part of it. And I was like, dang, man, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I this mean, is like, this is it, there, right? There's some guys and women out there that are like, they're just 100 milers. Right. And there are, there are also people out there who do 100 milers, but like, they... Can, they'll go crush a 50k and they'll go right. get a 50 mile maybe their a race next year is going to be a you know a, a really difficult mountain 100k right but then there are some people that are just 100 milers that yeah. everything that they do is only preparing them for their next 100 miler even if it's a 50k right and that that appears to be you and yeah. what that person is to me <laughs> is just like you know you don't got time for anything else you're <laughs> you are a you are a trail runner right and to follow you on Instagram is to see lots of great photos long before the sun comes up. <laughs> That's a true story. And you're running alone. Right. And, uh, you know, 
wild animal country. Oh, yeah. Sea eyeballs, you know. And, no big deal. And it doesn't bother you. <laughs> nah. Yeah. So tell, tell me a little bit about just, uh, okay, coming out of that 2019, you yep. know that you're going to do it. Yep. Talk to me about between there and your first 100. What was your first 100? Right. So, of course, this is, you know, pre-COVID, right? Yeah. So I ended up doing the Antelope 50K in 19 as like my first ultra. Okay. So that was two months later, right, in nice. November. So knocked that out, felt good, and was like, okay, I don't, I'm still terrified of hundreds. You know, I'm like, I don't know, man, it looks hard. Yeah. So I signed up for Zion 100K in Ooh. 20. So and they canceled that And one? they canceled yeah. it. So I ended up doing my own 100K okay. that May, just, you know, made a silly course up and down the mountain. Did you go back? Because that same company, uh, Vacation Races, they did put on Bryce. Right. Did you go do that? No. So I deferred until 21. Okay. And I bumped up from the 100K to the 100 miler. So that was going to be my first 100 miler. Okay. So I was like, you know, I'm deferring. Yeah. I, I'd done 100K by myself at that point. So yeah. I was like, nah, I can do it. Let's, you know, let's go for it, man. Yeah. And uh, so that, like, October, I hired a coach and tried to get serious about it. Okay. Because I didn't know. I, I found out very quickly during my own solo 100K that I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, <laughs> you know? who, who'd you hire as your coach? Uh, Sylvia Greer. Okay. Uh, Greer Endurance is her company, and she's a powerhouse. Nice. I mean, and technically my cousin, I like to say. <laughs> Through, like, three marriages, but, yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah. we'll still call her cousin. So you hired family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I knew she was crazy, so I'm like, yeah. all right, she's my, she's my people. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, I, and I think that crazy of that person who is who is just a hundred miler you also and this is where i i i can't keep up but it seems like you love the training or at least you're so consistent with your training that that's part of like that hundred mile beast kind of thing you're out there a lot i am out there um so she has to kind of rein me in a little bit even you know i mean i'd run seven days a week yeah because i mean that's what i was doing before i hired her just thought more was better right i mean yeah. isn't it always yeah, yeah i mean right just <laughs> go all out why not yeah you know i mean so she's reined me in a bit right gives me rest days which i wouldn't take yeah if, if nobody made me yeah so are but, those rest days tough psychologically they are man they're boring right i mean yeah. I, i'm usually you know i'll make myself busy you know a bored <laughs> runner makes a clean house is this <laughs> so it's you know but i uh i'm always terrified of letting myself down yeah and I always think if I'm, even if I miss a day, man, I'm going to, I'm going to feel bad about it. Yes. So I'll find a way, right? Yeah. If I got to go at 4am to yeah. beat, you know, take my daughter to school or, you know, do, do whatever I got to do. What, what time are you going to bed usually? So, you know, 10 or 11. Okay. So you, you, you function pretty well with. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I try and, you know, I got, I got a sweet gig. So working from home, you know, I get a nice afternoon nap if I need it, you yeah. know, if it's cause you know, <laughs> four to five hours of sleep and you know, yeah. you know, you get out there on the trail early, you're going to yeah. get wiped out. So, and I, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you have sort of a, um, average is still the wrong word for it. You have a route that you take more often than others. Right. Tell us about that route. It's a pretty cool route. Yeah. So, you know, the long runs on the weekend are like the favorites, right? I mean, yeah. so I do this route where it's, you know, you go up the start of Wasatch, right? You go up Bear Canyon. You do. So that really is the start. Yes. It's the 3,000 feet. Yeah. F- about four. 4,000 feet yeah. of gain over two oh, miles, three miles? It's uh, maybe four. I think it's four miles yeah. from bottom to top. You know, it takes two hours. 
It takes me uh, the fastest I've done. It's just under two hours. Okay. So, you know, it's it's legit. And then you know you run across the top, across the ridge, and then come back down the old Wasatch. But so when you get up there, you you don't go toward the uh, those satellite things. Right. You go the other direction. Correct. You go yeah. North. Sometimes we'll hit those. You know, I mean, to add if you need to add a little mileage. Yeah, you, you go up there, loop right. back around. Yeah. So do a little out and back because it's yeah. about an eighteen mile loop. You end up with just north of six thousand feet of vert. So you know, it's a good Saturday That's morning. Crazy. I mean, the two times I've gone for Wasatch that. That Bear Canyon is a, <laughs> it's is a, it's memorable. Yeah, it's no joke, man. A lot of attrition happens in there. Absolutely. I mean, I you know I've done it two years in a row, and it's just you see it, man. You see the people huffing wind and pausing on Ooh. the side, and yeah, because it doesn't, you know, it's, and it doesn't quit. And then the final <laughs> push is like, yeah, just insult to injury, right? Yes, yeah, Strava, you know, it's called death row. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so did in twenty one? Did you get Zion? Yeah, so 21, I did Zion, and I actually signed up for Zion and Bear for 21. Okay. So I had it in my head, if I failed, you know, if I DNF'd, I'd want another try at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I succeeded, I, I want, want another, another try. try. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, there was no scenario where yeah. I wouldn't want to keep going. Absolutely. So I was like, well, it's just, you know, you have to sign up early for the Bear. So I was like, yeah. let's just do it, man. Yeah. See what happens. So 21, I did Zion, um, and it was you know, it was hard. Yeah. It was everything I expected and more. That climb up Gooseberry Mesa and the, you know, the falling down of Gooseberry Mesa. Right. Like that's a, that's a real beast. It's, yeah. a, it's a beast in its own right. It's no Bear Canyon, but it's got its own reputation. Oh yeah. Well, and I mean, so the year I did it, uh, you drop down that and then you come back up it at 70 or ish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was, yeah, yeah I, it was in my head all day super worried about it you know I'll about that la- about that coming that back last, up at 65 yeah, that yeah. coming back up and you know it's funny because i kept getting in my head um you know just worried the whole time i mean yeah. worried in the 40 mile range that i wasn't going to be able to finish yeah you know that i'm man i'm going so slow i got no energy like there's no way like yeah. bit magically get energy back right <laughs> yeah. you know like i'm exhausted yeah but you know what happens, right? Yeah. You just ride the low and then you get through the highs. And, yeah. you know, we got to that climb. I was with my coach at the time. She was pacing me and mm-hmm. uh, it was, it just went, happened, climbed up it, felt great and ended up finishing out. You know, I mean, it got hot again and yeah. I struggle in the heat generally and it's April, right? Yeah. So here in April, it's not above 70. So yeah, no and down there it was in the eighties. I was yeah. cooking, right? That's but, a lot. Yeah. It was a good time though. Did you get bear that year? Yep. Did bear did bear faster than I did Zion, you know, learned oh, a really? lot. Yeah, which that's is a, it was wild, right? That's I mean something. Yeah, it was you know, a half hour faster, but anyway. Still. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it felt good though. I felt like I was like I I still don't feel like I belong, but it felt like I was like, Okay, I can do this, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm figuring it out a little bit. I yeah. still feel like a rookie. Like there's just so much of a learning process and then so after that, I'm like, you know, my buddy did Wasatch. I just figured that's the next logical step is to go give Wasatch a shot. Okay. So you get the lottery. Yep. Got in the lottery. Got in the first year. Okay. You know, I was like, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. And that's so 22. Yep. So that's 22. Finished it. Finished Wasatch. Um, you know, it took a little bit longer than it took me for Bear because Wasatch is no joke, man. Yeah. I mean, it's unrelenting. Yeah. You know, and I had paced right into the finish twice at that point mm-hmm. um so i knew what i was up against you yeah. know towards the end it yeah. is i still wasn't ready for it yeah you know it still hit me hard i, I so. tell you in my two attempts at wasatch two dnfs i it was i think still even actually harder 
to be in the crew or to be in the aid station at Aunt Knoll's as a volunteer one year. Right. Because getting to Aunt Knoll's, it was, it's like a mile and a half road that takes <laughs> you like three hours yeah. to crawl up. Right. I mean, so even the, even the aid station volunteers are doing their own versions of oh, um, yeah. 100 mile. <laughs> I think that was the first time there. I actually saw you was at the Aunt Knoll's aid station. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember. Oh, I loved that. Yeah. It was cold. Yeah. Oh, it was cold. <laughs> Man, I love that aid station because there's no you can't drop. You were not allowed right. to drop. Yeah. Because we couldn't get you out of there. There was no yeah. chance. Yeah. You either go back or keep going. Yeah. So why not just keep going? Keep going. <laughs> All right. Then you get the crazy idea. Yeah. You're going to put in... Was Bear a lottery or was it just... No, so Bear's, bear's first first yeah. come, first okay. serve. So, so you, got, you got in the Bear. Yep. Put in the lottery yep. for Wasatch. You got them both. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Big Miles training up. Uh, leading up to it and training. Yep. Walk me through first uh, Wasatch that year. Right. Let's go into like some late race stuff because, yeah. like I said, we're about the same age, so it's, I feel okay, okay calling you old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, being in your 40s and going for that is like, can you imagine 20 year old you <sighs> thinking, hey, when I'm 40, I'm going to run Wasatch? <laughs> you don't even know what Wasatch is. Then you right. hear about it like, in 20 years, yeah. when you're 40, you're going to do that. Yeah, no way. And so there you are. You're doing it. Like, talk, do you have any, you know, clear memories of the suffering, late race oh, yeah. suffering there? Oh, yeah. So, you know, I knew what I was up against, right? Second time at it and second year in a row. So I'm like, okay, I had some strategies, right, that yeah. were going to get me through. Yeah. And uh, I did better early on than I thought I would. But the struggle happened, you know, that section between Big Mountain and Lambs, so, you know, 30 to late 40 miles, you know, it's a 18, 19 mile stretch. you're running up that pole line kind yeah, of. Yeah, and it's hot. Super exposed. And it's exposed, and it's just miserable, and my yeah. stomach kind of started to turn, and I wasn't really eating very well. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, you know, stay hydrated, which I did a pretty good job at, but, yeah. you know, by the time I got to um, Lambs, you know, yeah. sun's going down, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm behind. Yeah. So I'm already in my head, right? That yeah. I'm slow. I'm behind. I wanted to be here earlier. Okay, but so pause right there. <laughs> that stuff for me is like, are you saying it out loud? Are you, are you like, do you have anyone that you're saying that to so they can say, Hey, shut up. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I keep that all internal. That's one yeah. of the things I need to work on the next one is to say these out loud to people right. and give them a chance to shut yeah. that voice down. But what, what are you doing in that moment? Yeah, so I mean, I had my good friend Ryan with me pacing, okay. and um, and he's he was a good job reassuring me, right? And you know, I kept I did vocalize like, man, this is later than I wanted to be. I wanted to be here when the sun was fully up, right? Yeah. And the sun's going down, and yeah. it's starting to get cold, and it's like, man, you know. And I didn't feel like I was moving. He's like, no, man, you're running a smart race, like you're doing fine, but you know. The negative is just like, yeah, whatever, dude, you don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like, you know what you're talking about. I know. <laughs> so, and my family was at, you know, my wife, my daughter, her parents, and then my other pacer who was um, the pacer that I that got me in or the guy that got me into this nonsense. So yeah. he was going to pace me right so into the The guy finish. that you did at 19 yep, from yep. New Mexico? Yep. Okay. So he's like, I got to repay the favor. So he came yeah. out to, oh, cool. to do the same section. And uh, so they were all, you know, really good at reassuring. Yeah. But... Man, for me, once I get in that headspace, you know, my belief of what other people say is almost null and void. This right? is—I had this exact discussion today. I am not externally motivated. Right. I'm internally motivated, and so I'm—I'm I'm, I'm trying to flip a switch to get some, to see if I can bring in some of that stuff that other people say. But if I don't think I can keep going, right. I don't care what anybody says. I can't. Right. Yeah, and I mean, it's—you know—the big part for me is. Um, 
I'm going to complain a lot, yeah. especially internally. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to give up unless you make me. Hmm. Like it's not going to it's not going to stop me. It's going to feel terrible and I'm going to say the worst things you could tell yourself, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> you know, cuz we'll get, you know, yeah. race number 2 of the double was a lot worse, but yeah. but getting into the, you know, once I got to Brighton, mm-hmm. um so back up one aid station, Scott's Ridge. Yeah. So, you know, you're there, it's a big drop down to Brighton and I made the mistake of checking the time. And I don't know if it was a mistake or not, yeah. but you know, it was 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m. Okay. The cutoff at Brighton is like 6 or 6.30? Yeah. Okay. I think it might even be 7 now. Okay. It's, it's too late, in my opinion. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could make it if yeah. you're there that late. Yeah. So yeah. in my head, I thought I have to be to Brighton. You know, I got to be out of there before 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. to make it comfortably, right? I mean, yeah. I know it can take 12 hours to get from Brighton to the finish. It just can. Yes. You know, I've done it twice, and it's at that point, it's taken all of 12 hours, right? Yeah. So... I knew I was up against it, but it kind of lit a fire, you know, it was like good and bad. So I just pummeled my way down to Brighton and got there before their predicted time, which I still felt way behind, you know, I mean, there's a video and I need to go through some of them, but uh, there's a video of me getting into Brighton and you can kind of see the panic in my face, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I'm in my head at that point. Yes. And, and probably the worst the worst part about the second half of Wasatch was I chafed really bad oh, and it was God. so painful and it just demoralized me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause once it comes on, you know, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, There's no coming back. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to heal. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> you're only gonna get worse. No, yeah. There's not enough Vaseline. No, there. there's not. So, yeah. you know, I was, I was also panicking about that, you know, and yeah. just like, this is going to suck. And I knew every step after Brighton is not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say on paper that you're going to make up time. Oh. I just think that's a fallacy. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a tough last 30 miles, man. It's yeah. no joke. So I knew, you know, I was just in my head the whole time. I knew it was going to get hot again because, you know, I'm a, I'm a late finisher. So I yeah. knew, you know, I was going to have to hit the afternoon. Yeah. I knew that last four miles is brutal. Yeah. I mean, it's just a mind game. Yeah. So I knew I had a good pacer though. Uh-huh. I knew he was going to help me through. I knew he wasn't going to let me quit. Yeah. You know, he's going to, he was a good time, you know, making me laugh and telling yeah. stories and making fun of me and <laughs> it's good stuff. Well, so, as, so, you know, you're a very like down to earth type person and what I where I want to apply that here is like so you're at the starting line you're not the type that's like a cheerleader in your own brain like you can do it right. you know it's like yeah. it's probably like a very sober right your logical thinker like at the starting line what's going through your head yeah terrified man yeah I mean full-on you know excited yeah because it's it's what I worked a year for right, right. I mean I knew as soon as I finished Wasatch the first time, I wanted to try for the double. Mm. So I was like, so, I mean, it was a full year of the buildup, right? And then, so super nervous, you know, um, but terrified. I don't ever feel like it's in the bag, Mm. like until I'm five miles out and I got two hours cushion. (laughs) Okay, I could walk this in if I have to, right? So I don't ever feel that like... uh, just overconfidence that it's going to happen. I mean, I could do 10 of these and I don't think I'd feel like I'm going to walk mm. through and just be fine. I mean, right. cause anything can go wrong. Yeah. So I try and, you know, I try and be positive, but it's not happening. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
I'm calculating, especially doing Wasatch and Bear, you know, the second time for both of them, I knew what I was up against. Yeah. So the struggle for me big time at Wasatch was not thinking about every aid station down the road. Okay. It was like, just think about the next one, man. Yeah. Like get to the next one. Don't worry about mile 80 where that climb sucks and you're going to hate it and it's going to be painful. And, you know, think about you're at mile 40, man, get to 50. Okay. So let's say that you've, you've set that and you know, let's get to mile 50. You get to mile 50. How hard is that transition to say, all right, let's get to 56 now. Yeah. Way harder than it sounds. Right. (laughs) I mean, you still, it's still like, okay, it's 60. I got this, but it's 70. I got this. Right. Oh man. And then I got to drop into there and then I got to climb up out of there. And then all that section sucks. Do you get any anxiety around the times that you told your crew that you're going to be somewhere? Hugely. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's been the hardest, pro- I mean, one of the most difficult things is to not worry about them. Yes. Because I just think, man, and I've done it probably every single time I see them, man, I'm sorry, I'm so slow. I know. <laughs> it's like every time. I like, know what, I mean, your, your, your brain is just so gone. Right. You're apologizing for that. Yeah. If those people who are there for you are worth, you know, their salt, they know what you're doing and they know you're Absolutely. probably going to be like five hours late. You're like, right, exactly. You were so ambitious and optimistic. Yeah. Like, that, no. Yeah. We'll see you whenever. And my mm-hmm. wife is the same way. She's always like, if I need to leave because the kids are too much, I'm a, I, I'll just leave. Mm-hmm. You know, like I am choosing to be there. Right. Don't care. But then in my head, I'm always like, God, I told him five and it's, it's seven and I got four more miles and I <laughs> right. need, I'm going to, I need to go lay down. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So I, you know, all of that, cal- it just, you know, yeah. works into the calculus. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've tried making spreadsheets of like yeah, so best God, time, worst time, <laughs> you know, what I want to be, yeah. but this is probably reality. Yes. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been super hard, man. I mean, even in shorter races, I'm like, man, I'm sorry guys. And, <laughs> and they just look at me like, dude, we're here for yeah. you. Who yeah. cares? And like, I did it once I I did speed goat and I came in of course later than I thought. And they were like, look where we are. Right. We're having an awesome time. Yeah. Speed goat's great because the finish line is also like, right. Good. It's a great area for kids and you right. know, we've got three kids. And so, uh, I'm, I'm putting stuff on myself that no one else is putting on. Absolutely. Me. And it's illogical. Yeah, completely. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, there it's a volunteer, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, my poor wife, she gets voluntold, but you know, <laughs> you she, will be here. Yeah. And she's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, and her parents are awesome and they're always okay. there and they just, you know, if you're going to, I, I try and I've tried harder to put it in perspective of if I was crewing. Yeah. I'll do it all day. Yes. I don't care. Oh. I'm here for you, man. I, you know how bad I want. I mean, I've done it a couple of times where I'm crewing and the runner is late and I love telling them it's no big deal because yeah. it's, it's therapy for me. Cause it's like, Oh, it really isn't a big deal. Right. Actually I got, I've been sitting in a lawn chair right. reading. Yeah. Or cheering no other cell people reception. On, right. Yeah. <laughs> like this is a good thing. Yeah. So to, I, I guess a piece of that, like how do you get through the late race survival is be on someone else's crew. So you can see if, if right. you're talking about what we have, uh, you can see that it's not as big of a deal as you may start to feel. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, cause crew and him, you know, before I even started, yeah. you know, it was like, okay, you know, this is awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Loved yeah. every part of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, it is stressful to be crew cause you do, you don't want to let them down. That's right? right. You don't want to miss them. That's right. So, you know, but you enjoy it. Right. And yeah. they enjoy it. So everything about it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. The community is huge. Right. I mean, yeah. so it's, it is given that little bit of perspective, right. Yeah. Of like, okay. Nobody cares. Right. Nobody cares. 
It's like nobody cares what your finish time is, right? No. We're obsessed with it internally. And, and in the moment. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, Absolutely. Gosh, I'm, I, w- I really thought I could do 32. It's probably going to be 36. Oh, yeah. 35, 59. The belt buckle's <laughs> the same at that. I mean, you're not getting the... Yeah. Past 30, <laughs> man, it's all yeah. the same. Who cares? Um, okay, so you, so you push through Wasatch. Yep. Made it through. Which oftentimes, you know, that's, that's a fantastic story in and of itself. But now you've got a quick turnaround. Right. So how many weeks until the bear? So three weeks this year. It was three weeks. Um, it's been two before, but this year it was three. Great. So, you know, it's five days off, you know, literally not doing anything. Yeah. Do it a little bit of walking. And then that Saturday, so six days later, start running again. How, how, what was your volume like? Um, you know, it was eight to 10 the first Saturday, Sunday, yeah. which I actually felt way better than I thought I would. Oh, wow. And then I think I did 40 or 50 miles that middle week, um, you know, with, Dang. You know, I mean, felt like kind of a regular training week, right? Great. Not a Not a bulk week, not a high end, but, you know, average. So felt pretty good you know there's some things that didn't feel good yeah. but it wasn't like okay i'm injured it wasn't deal breakers no yet. not at all so it was just like kind of expected i didn't expect it to feel good yeah you know and then you know the taper week came <laughs> <laughs> and it's right back at it and yeah. it was like and i felt nervous before every race yeah hands down but this one was different right was was Wasatch weighing on your mind? Like what oh, yeah. you've done, what the what the miles you already put on your body? Yeah, I mean I was I was assuming I was gonna be tired before okay. I even started. Yeah. I mean it was like it's it's gonna suck. Right. <laughs> I mean I I thought I knew instantly before I even started that it was gonna suck. Yeah. I mean I put it in my head that way, which most of what I put in my head for bear was exactly what you shouldn't. I mean, you know, early on, I felt actually pretty good um, getting into the first crew stop, which is like 19, right? Um, Felt pretty good and was doing okay nutrition, you know, hydration, but quickly, quickly made a turn after that. Mm. So they're, you know, big long climb, start to warm up. And uh, then, you know, I couldn't eat anymore. Really? Yeah. So it was, there's a video and I was looking for it. So remember exactly what I said, but it's still on my GoPro. I haven't even (laughs) offloaded it yet. But I I vividly remember saying, this is going to be the hardest thing I've ever done. Hmm. And I'm at, you know, mile 30. I thought I'm going to have to dig deeper than anything I've ever done before. This is going to suck. Like I'm tired. I can't eat. Nothing looks good at an aid station. You know, I mean, I was still drinking. I was still drinking. You know, they did gnarly. So still drinking, you know, calories um, at that point. But it was rough, man. All right. So, I mean, clearly we all understand the concept of digging deep. Right. But what everyone sort of unearths when they're digging is, is, is unique. What, as you're digging deep, like what are you finding in yourself? A, what, what's there that you can pull on? And B, did you surprise yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely surprised myself. Um, you know, I, I've, I've learned over time with, you know, struggles and addiction and whatever else yeah. that I don't have an off switch. Mm-hmm. So once I start something, if I vocalize it, I'm not going to quit unless you make me. Mm-hmm. So either I'm going to miss the cutoff time and you're going to have to pull me or I'm death marching and it's, you know, something real bad's happened. Yeah. So I didn't ever think that I was going to quit. Um, but I didn't know how hard it was actually going to be. 
Mm. I mean, I expected the worst and I told myself relentlessly that it was awful. Yeah. And, um, and I was delusional about how good I was doing. I thought I was doing terrible the whole time. I mean, we got to, (laughs) we got to like, you know, the, I don't remember those eight stage, but anyway, it was right before the night. Okay. And uh, crew was there, yeah. stuck my head in the crate with all my stuff and was crying. But, <laughs> and, and nobody really knew us because I was like laugh crying. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I stood up and said, who said this was going to be easy? Which one of you said this was going to be easy? And they're like, you dummy. <laughs> I'm like, all right, so this is going to be hard. Yeah. But I was doing better than I did the first time I did bear at that mm. point. And I was moving well. It just hurt. Huh. And I kept telling myself, your legs are not going to come back like a normal hundred. It's your legs are gone already. Like Wasatch oh, destroyed you're him. You're not bouncing back. Yeah, like you're not so, going to bounce so back. This is what life is going to be like. Yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to be really hard. On some levels, is that easier? I'm just thinking if I know that this is what I've got and there's no hope, this is like, so it's, it's to me, it's, it's Sisyphus. It's like, I'm never going to get the rock to the top of the hill. Right. I'm, it's never going to be there. So I got to learn to be happy with what I've got. Right. In some ways, yeah, I think so. Your legs weren't coming back. Yeah, I mean, it was like, uh, there was no up going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah. I was just going to ride this low yeah. for the next 40, 50, 60 miles, whatever it was yeah. going to be, you know? I mean, and uh, and come to grips with it, right? Yeah. And that's, I think, was actually, you know, I tell myself is, is the stupid way to, you know, keep telling myself how hard it's going to be. But yeah. I was, in some ways, coming to grips with the reality that it's going to suck. Yeah. And it's not going to get better. Yeah. And, oh, well. Like, what are you going to do? Quit? <laughs> yeah, you know what I kept telling myself? Yeah. Like, so what are you going to do? Give up? And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, I'm just not. I, I wanted it so bad. Mm. Um, Why did you want it so bad? You know, multiple reasons. Some vain. Sure. Like, I told people I was doing it. Yeah. I put it out there on social media. Yeah. I, you know, I put it out there and yeah. I didn't want to let people down. So I, you know, the weight of everybody else's expectations. Mm which didn't exist. Sure. Yeah. No one's like, <laughs> like God, Mike's, hey, Michael's got to do this. Yeah, man. If he it. fails, oh, well, what am I going to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you All know, hope is lost. Yeah. What's that guy? Yeah. So I wanted it for that. Yeah. And I knew that runners that I greatly respected couldn't do it. Yeah. So I thought if I can do it, man, yeah. that'd just be huge. Right. I mean, yeah. um, so I just, I wanted it so bad. Yeah. And I knew there was no quit, um, but I was still terrified. I mean, did you know there was no quit because you didn't give yourself that door? Right. Yep. So you were just like, there was no option. There's one way home and it's across the finish line. Right. There's no other option. The other option is I'm just going to get so slow that, you know, they, I miss a cutoff. Yeah. Like that's the, that's the road out. Yeah. But it wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to intentionally slow down to make that happen. Right. Right. right, right. And there wasn't an out. There was no, you know, okay, if I make it to here and I don't feel good, I'm going to quit. Like there just wasn't happening. Yeah. So I had really good pacers again Mm -hmm. and my coach paced me for the last, you know, couple sections. And, you know, she's just mentally one of the strongest people I've ever met. Really? And she's like, vocalize it, man. So I'm, oh, that's good. I'm screaming in the middle of the woods, you know, obscenities and nice. saying this is so hard because it was, man. Smart. Yeah. That's which, new to me. I've never thought like legit yeah. scream it into the mountains. Let it go, man. Yeah. 
drop f bombs in the woods. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's other people probably echoing back to you. Yeah. Like <laughs> other people are just shouting back. I know. Yeah, yeah we get it. <laughs> yeah, me too, bro. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, you know, vocalizing that helped a lot. Like she's yeah. just, and I did it a lot, man. Yeah. And I don't even think I felt that I could actually cross the line. Um, when the sun came up and I got to Beaver Mountain, so it's mile 70, whatever. Yeah. I was like, okay, I got a shot at this. Yeah. Like Dang. it's, it's getting, Dang. you know, she picked me up there and it was like, you know, I'd been through the night. Yeah. I sleep, you know, I literally ran while I was sleeping, <laughs> dreaming, hallucinating, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, threw up for the first time and, oh. you know, went through everything I think I could possibly have gone through, yeah. including not eating for hours at a time okay. and just liquid, which is just water. I mean, you know, right. that high calorie water we all intake. Right. So, <laughs> so it was, uh, it was getting to that sunrise. I said, maybe I can do this. Maybe it's, hmm. maybe it's going to happen, but I would never let myself be like, you got this. Yeah. Like it's happening. You're going to cross that line. Yeah. But inside I continuously visioned, you know, put that in my mind man, you know what it's going to feel like when you cross that line? Mm. Like the tears are going to flow. Yeah. The adrenaline's going to hit you. You're going to sprint yeah. through that gate. You and know? where are you at saying that? So that is pretty early, honestly, okay. even before the start, okay. I would say. You were there. You were I like, was there, man. Yeah. Like I knew, man, that's going to be two buckles, two plaques. <laughs> like, can you believe what it's going to feel like yeah. to do what some people that you know have never been able to do, right? Yeah. People have given up. People don't even attempt it. People think you're stupid. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. You know? So that's motivation. And it was just like, yeah. I envisioned that. I mean, I envisioned that a lot almost every race, right? I know yeah. that feeling now. Yeah. And I know that it was going to be so much sweeter than any of them that had been before. So I'm like, yeah. that was, you know, huge motivation, right? Yeah. But not being able to actually let myself feel that it was going to happen uh -huh. until probably the last aid station. Oh, wow. And I'm like, dude, you got oh this, God. man. Yeah. Like, this is happening. And you, know? you get like an hour or two or however long that is yeah. of just feeling like, oh, my God. Right. Like, this is happening, yeah. man. And it was, you know, it's not easy. Yeah. That last stretch of bears, you know, comparable to Wasatch. Totally. It's hard, yeah, it's man. Hard. <laughs> it's no joke, right? Yeah. So up and was, over that hill, it's like, yeah. that, really? That, that's how we're going to finish this thing? <laughs> yeah, I got to climb up that. Yeah. And I'd already done it before, so I knew what I was up against yeah. again, right? Yeah. So. And, you know, the finish is even a little bit farther away now than what it used to be. So, yeah. you know, from that last aid station and yeah. you're on the road and I'm just like, man, this thing's never ending, yeah. but it's right there. Uh, and I ended up seeing a guy that I'd kind of yo-yoed with and I'm like, you know what, this time, man, let's go. Yeah. So I was oh, like running like nine minute miles, you know, felt like I was running a five Dang. minute mile. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was like adrenaline just took over. I'm like, yeah. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. That's like, amazing. An unreal feeling. But it wasn't, I don't even think it was until that, till I made the turn and mile left that I even let myself yeah. actually say, this is, I did it, man. Gosh. And even now it's, <laughs> it's a, it's annoying that I, you know, try and belittle it or, you know, sure. degrade it to think yeah. like, was it really that hard? Yeah. Well, you got your side set on a 200 and you seem like the type. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I think I, I want to nail down the hundred mile thing. Yeah. You know, and I, I think you've got a pretty good you've was, got a pretty good case to, to toe the line of a two hundred. I've got my, I I, I I love, you know, the desert. Right. Uh, I want to I want build a body of work that would that would justify me signing up for Moab two forty or yep. Cocodona. I agree. I've still got some work to do, but 
Man, I, I think I think you're there. I think you're ready for it. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're definitely on the horizon, right? Well, I says, don't you dare. Yeah. Like, I am not. You're going to have to hire a crew. Yeah. And, you know, so I think uh, it's there for sure. Yeah. It's, it's on the list. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I've got a few hundreds I want to do still, nice. though. You so, got anything for this year? Yeah, I'm gonna do uh, Crazy Mountain Hundred in Ooh, Montana. Cool. Yeah, yeah, super excited. Good belt buckle. The buckle, buddy. <laughs> the buckles, you know what drew me in. Yeah, you know, let alone that it's in an awesome place. Yeah, and beautiful scenery. Great, but, great race director too. Yeah, that's yeah. What I've only heard great things yeah. about it. So, yeah. and then I'm gonna do the bear again. Oh, great! So I probably there's like a 500 person wait list this year. Yeah, yeah, they had to cap it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, again, I think we'll finish here how we left off. What I love about the Bear and Wasatch is that those are, those are two races that I think, from my perspective, have made intentional decisions to not be, no judgment, but like what Western states, they, yeah. they commercialize. That's great. Good right. for the sport. Love it. I'm a fan of that race. But yeah. Wasatch and the Bear, those still feel like. Yeah, like a local feel, local. right? Yeah. And, uh, man, the energy is good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the race directors of the Bear are like, we don't want to do a lottery. We yeah. want to keep it how it is. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. Keep the feel, right? Yeah. And, I mean, it's sold out in we two want, hours. We want people <laughs> like that, you know, protecting some of those races. And, right. I, and on the other end, I want those big marquee races. But, right. man, to keep the Bear and Wasatch, it's a real treasure for Utah. Absolutely. It's a great choice on those two. And good job yeah. with both of them. Oh, thanks. Thanks for your time today, Michael. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you having me. See you next time. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Welcome to the world.